Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. When it comes to buying your first home, everyone has questions. Can we even afford to buy a house right now? Well, I need to negotiate. How do I even negotiate? Luckily, a REMAX agent has answers. Hey, Brian, those are really good questions. They are? Thanks. It's my first time buying. I work with first-time buyers all the time. I got you. REMAX agents have more experience than other real estate agents. Visit REMAX.com or download the REMAX app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Each office independently owned and operated. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. What goes into the mental transition after the NBA draft? I speak about this with ESPN basketball analyst Jay Billis in this episode of Iggy's Sports Talk. Welcome back into Iggy's Sports Talk. I am your host, Jiggy Nazuski, your Iggy for short. And I want to thank you so much for tuning into this episode. If this is your first time listening or watching Iggy's Sports Talk in this podcast, I focus on connecting sports with mental health and really shedding light on the deeper aspects of not only sports, but also life. You know, my goal with each and every single episode is to help you sort of shift your perspective from only focusing on the surface level aspects of sports and sort of, you know, looking at the mental side as well. And in this episode, I had the opportunity to do just that when talking about the NBA draft, which is just one day away. And I had the opportunity to speak with ESPN basketball analyst Jay Billis on how athletes and NBA prospects don't allow the pressure to get to them when transitioning to the NBA, while also what goes into the mental side of transitioning from college or from international leagues and how to make that process as smooth as possible. And we all know that process isn't easy, especially when the media or fans are promoting you as a player who could change the entire trajectory of a franchise and an organization. We know how that pressure can get to some guys. We saw that with Greg Oden. We saw that, you know, with Anthony Bennett. And I feel like a lot of things have really changed in terms of the NBA draft process and how franchises are, are really being able to help some of these athletes be able to transition as smoothly as possible. And, and I think that mental side is really important as well because some of these guys – you know, 18, 19 years old, really going from, you know, being looked at as, you know, the, this insane prospect that everybody is, you know, putting on a pedestal and emulating and, you know, saying how great you are to when you are really put on an NBA stage with all these other, you know, high level professionals who have already gone through that process, who already have made a name for themselves. And, you know, you're a young player who, all these fans and all these analysts and, and the people who love and watch the NBA 
they're expecting you to be this guy who was as dominant, you know, in high school and college. And it's not easy for some of these younger athletes to be able to make that that transition as easy as possible. You know, we've seen some guys struggle with their weight. We've seen some guys, you know, struggle with, um, you know, addiction, um, you, you know, substance abuse. And I, I feel like a little bit more with how mental health has been shed on much more in the last few years. I, I feel like, especially with sports psychologists, being a lot more prevalent and in, in, uh, having a bigger role now in organizations, I feel like it's a little bit easier of a transition, but this is still something that I'm super curious how somebody like Jay uh, really looks at it and, and how he's really observed, you know, franchises changing the way that they go about making that transition as smooth as possible. And, you know, I, I feel like as well as, you know, people who observe and watch, you know, the NBA or just sports in general, I've sort of tried to change my viewpoint as a fan of not really taking a small sample size and, uh, you know, exaggerating or overreacting on, on how, you know, a player has, you know, been able to perform in, in, you know, a small, small amount of time, you know, it's so easy, especially after a player gets drafted. And, you know, within the first month or two, if they're not living up to those expectations that a lot of people had in their mind, it's easy to overreact. And it's easy to paint a picture, especially for media members, for fans, that this guy isn't what he was supposed to be. And especially for guys who are so young coming out of college, being able to not allow that to deter their play on the court or for them to, you know, get down on themselves is super tough. I can imagine, you know, I've, I've never been obviously an NBA prospect or had, or had the pressure like this, but I feel like as fans, it's really important that we give some of these prospects a little bit of time to show who they are and, and show, show what they can do in this league and um, not be so immediate with our reactions. And, you know, even if a guy, doesn't live up to those immediate expectations it's so easy and simple to just bash the player bash the person but that aspect of it i think is so important remembering that they are people remembering that some of these kids you know some some of them are are you know 20 21 and you know yes they're putting themselves in this position to be in the limelight to be in the spotlight and you know, that that's what comes with the job. But at the same time, I think it's really vital as well as, you know, people who pay and invest money to to watch these sports or to, you know, uh, have a fandom for a team. It's it's easy to bash a player, uh, but I think it's important to separate, you know, the player from the person. And, you know, if, if a guy's not performing well, say how it is. But at the same time, don't always bash the person because I think that's so simple. But I think that's a great way to transition. So without further ado, my conversation with Jay Billis. I'm curious how the transition uh, from, you know, college to the NBA mentally can really affect a prospect and being successful in the league and maybe how some teams have, you know, evolved their process to make it more of a smoother transition for some of those athletes or NBA prospects. That's a good question. I think most teams, if not all, all teams uh, are much more savvy now about uh, drafting young players and their transition to the NBA. You know, it used to be you brought in a, a 22 year old uh, oftentimes that had been four years in college uh, for the transition. And, uh, and even though, you know, they were called rookies and had a lot to learn, you know, now you're bringing an 18, 19 year old in. Uh, so there's a lot more, and I don't mean this to sound pejorative, but a lot more handholding that needs to go on. And, and, uh, because the players are younger, 
but so many of them have proven capable of, of handling the transition, but it's certainly difficult. And uh, you're dealing with uh, the best players in the world that are mature men. And, uh, and so there's a learning curve that, uh, that goes on. But, you know, at least in the last couple of years, players now, at least in college, uh, and, and to an extent, the G League Ignite have been dealing with money. And uh, and so they're a little savvier than perhaps they were in years past. And the players at age 19 uh, have a heck of a lot more experience now than they did in years past. But it's still a significant jump uh, in, into the, the real basketball world, I would say. If I could just follow up real fast, how about, how about like the international? Like transition, especially you know, with with the success that we've seen from from Luca, um, you know, how are teams specifically the Spurs planning on, you know, potentially learning from what others have done from international prospects perspective? Yeah, I think generally uh, international prospects have uh, uh, a little bit more maturity, and again, that's generally it's not true of everyone, but uh, they're playing professionally before they they get into the draft process and have been uh, raised more so as pros and they're playing against older players. Uh, so there, there's probably a, a more of an opportunity uh, to mature faster once they, uh, you know, once they get to draft age and, uh, and for an international prospect is 18 years old. Uh, so uh, I don't know that you'd want to say it's easier because, uh, you know, international prospects are dealing with with coming over to a, a new country and things like that. But uh, they played high level basketball, most of them, if not all, uh, for, for a period of years before they get into the draft. So they, they may have a little bit of a, a leg up earlier because of that level of competition and, and the uh uh, the maturity of the players they're playing against. They're, they're playing against men at an earlier age. One last thing that I have for you, Jay, is, you know, we've seen some recent examples, you know, with, uh, you know, Zion Williamson, uh, DeAndre, and so, some of the pressure of the number one overall pick uh, getting to some of those prospects. And so I'm curious from your viewpoint, over the years, how has some of these players uh, or teams found ways easier so then pressure doesn't get so much to them. They feel like they don't have to save a franchise just through this one pick or through this one player. I don't know what anybody can do about that. You know, it's like being the favorite in a golf tournament or anything else. Um, you still have to play. And, uh, you know, a lot of these players have been uh, highly ranked out of high school and had to prove it in college and all this other stuff. It's just part of the part of the deal. And, you, you know, you, I think you have to do uh, satisfy yourself as best you can that the player can handle that. Uh, but, you know, I don't know that you pass up on, on a player like DeAndre Ayton uh, and say, well, you know, let somebody else take him at two. You know, we'll look for somebody who can handle number one. You know, if you think he's the best player, you take him. Now, if you, if you have concern that, uh, that he can't handle because, you know, it's not like there's no pressure on the second or third pick in the draft. Um, the way I look at it is guys can either play at that level or they can't. And, uh, uh, but DeAndre Aiden's had an outstanding career. I think he's lived up to every bit to, to number one status just because, you know, maybe Luka Doncic, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, Luka Doncic has, has been, been great as well. Uh, doesn't mean that, that somehow DeAndre Aiden didn't perform at a high level. And Zion Williams has been hurt when he's been on the floor. His numbers are absurd. Um, so, uh, I, you know, I don't, I don't know exactly how to process that. Um, but, 
uh, I'm not as worried about players being able to handle it as much as as are they are they the best player. I hope that you did enjoy my conversation with Jay Billis and got a little bit more insight on how organizations really help these NBA prospects transition smoothly, you know, from college or international leagues to the NBA, but focusing on the mental side, because that's one thing that I think a lot of people don't think about, sort of like I spoke about before we started the interview. That's one of the biggest reasons why I I host this podcast and I post episodes just like this one to really be able to help fans see that different perspective and, and look more at the mental side as well, because that's something that I think not a lot of people think about really at all. And I've, I love how it's a lot more prevalent now and, and spoken more about, but that's one thing that I think is really overshadowed. We need to speak about more. The more awareness that there is uh, about mental health, not only in sports, but also in society, makes people feel like they're not going crazy. We're having some of these struggles and it's okay to not be okay. And I, I think that's something really important to not only focus on just in life, but also w when you're an athlete or when you're watching sports. And so if you want to stay more up to date with episodes just like this one on Iggy Sports Talk, you can subscribe over on YouTube for the video versions, or if you like listening to the audio version, I post episodes on whatever audio, audio platform that you listen to, you know, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, pretty much all of them that you can think of. Uh, and then I also post clips and other updates regarding the podcast over on Instagram. If you want to follow it over there, it's at Jake Iggy. But I greatly appreciate everybody tuning in. As always, I hope that you found some value from this episode. That's my goal each and every single time. You know, I go behind this mic and I post an episode for this podcast. But I greatly appreciate everybody tuning in. I hope that you have a great rest of your day. I'll see you and talk to you next time. Peace. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.